much I fucking hate Zack Snyder. Uh, Memento was okay. Hey, this is Is It Worse Than 311, the only podcast that asks the real serious questions about your favorite bands. Is it worse than 311? Oh, what are we doing tonight? We're talking about the Stranglers. Strangler is probably best known for their song, Golden Brown. They started around 1977, considered one of the uh, earliest forms of, I guess you'd call it punk rock or proto-punk or... Like post, like kind of emerging from said scene like it's pretty it's 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 like yeah it's like right at the same time but well yeah but they yeah and uh, i don't they they never went like it's more like the clash than it is dead kennedy's obviously it's not hardcore you know but to me they're more like a you know people say like velvet underground and kinks are early punk rock or like where punk rock sort of came from and I, I see the Kinks reference. I definitely think the the Stranglers really. I think they they probably isn't there a Kinks cover somewhere yep. in the discography well, too. So they even did something with the Kinks later on too, if I recall. So yeah, one of the one of the guys from it. So it's yeah. uh, definitely uh, you can tell to me. You can you can hear it. It's like the Kinks gone a little more punk rock. Maybe the Kinks played by I don't know somebody like the Who, somebody at the time that would turn their amplifiers up way too loud. Uh, uh, well, also in in the punk rock scene, though, for, what, what differentiates these guys and some of the bands you mentioned is that I think they were more capable musicians because I think that punk rock and a lot of at least American punk rock has that sort of hit three chords, whereas I think that these guys were a little more experimental at, in the beginning of their absolutely. Career, Oh, yeah. uh, no, throughout the entire career too. Entirety. Uh, well, well, well okay. yeah. Well, <laughs> let's not talk about the latest For, stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, it does, but it does get it gets redundant, and it gets to the point where like their experimentations become a little more. We're just doing this because it's what we used to do. But in the early stuff, it's it's cool that they would go from like a uh, something that maybe sounds a little bit like the dead boys or something. And then uh, all of a sudden it, it's, you know, there's some piano chords and, and really even starting from the beginning, the synthesizers and keyboards yep. in this band Heavy. stand out beyond yep. anything else. It's crazy cool too. Cause especially at that time, that was a uh, yeah, real hit or miss with keyboard players and synthesizers and using those kinds of instruments, especially in this kind of music, you don't get it very often. And when you do, it ends up being kind of cheesy and commercial. Uh, yeah, but they utilize which it later it becomes very well. Yeah, well, for sure, for sure. But every every iconic thing that they have, it's very like like usually around the keyboard, like any or or a synth something like that. Like there's there's very few songs that I can like that stand out to me where it's the guitar riffs or some mel- like something like that that stands out. So no, yeah, it's definitely the the crazy stuff is the keyboard and it's definitely usually the focus mm-hmm. of the song or if it's not the focus of the song, it's definitely the, like, uh, the driving part of it where you're like, Oh, this isn't just a fucking a strummy acoustic guitar. There's a fucking keyboard going crazy in the background. Uh, and it's 70s how, keyboard. What? How stupid Which, some of their fucking like shit. Is, I was though. just, well, especially since, you know, we're, we're, by the way, people we are going to try to clean this up a little bit and keep it a little bit tighter. And, in order without tangents, but good luck. All right. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm holding, I'm, I'm going to try my best boy. Uh, me too. <laughs> so really the, am. the earlier stuff, especially. So oh. I, I think what, how, I don't know how you, 
how this is pronounced radis radis Norvigicus? uh I, I didn't even bother yes reading basically it. that yeah i mean i would yeah i would just say yeah sure radis whatever i said kiss nor kiss i didn't even look into why that you know i made notes like decent notes this time too but i, I forgot to go into that part i was gonna look up producers well, i and think stuff they even had like whatever. something something the radis thing is like tied to somebody because there's they they do something later on and radis is incorporated in it as well, well and, so. and rats rats keep showing up too. yeah and they have Whatever. the one album later on that has the rat as the mouth so there, there is there is some tie to that i think maybe taxonomic name for the common brown rat yeah. oh hey there you go well, which you go. very fitting very very fitting yeah that the i think that's one of their more popular albums although i don't think it's necessarily their best at the at the time of that album, like right after it, they put out No More Heroes, and right after it, they did Black and White, and all three of those have this like, oh my god, what the like fuck are you singing about? Thirteen months or some shit that those three came out, right? Like, yeah, but like every single song is just like filth and <laughs> like sleaze and oh like, yeah, I was gonna, just that, dirty. that's where I was gonna get to is just the like, what the fuck, man? Like, like you have that stupid ass song talk about like like perusing the beaches for peaches. I, I actually, that's one of their more popular songs, and I have that on a personal playlist of mine. And every time it comes up, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's why so did I put like this on here, you know, and then I can't find like, it. In the... And it's so funny, too, because you know, Peach is it, like it, with the re- referring Booty. to, yeah, especially because even more so now with like fucking emojis and shit, like that's the fucking Peach emoji. So sure. it, it is just super, just I don't know, but, cringy. And then you had the Tits song. Which like, is another one that wound up on my playlist. The tits well, song, one, I think it's brilliant. That, one's, that one is interesting <laughs> only because of the fucking hella, like, like it's that classic, like, band intro. Like, everybody stands out, does a fucking solo, regardless of how good it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a super jammy, like, everybody's on stage, this is what the fuck well, they're we're doing. literally but, making fun of yeah. the fucking emerging rock scene mm-hmm. that is just so egocentric and, and masculine and stupid and show offy all the time. So uh, you take that into consideration, but then they're also doing that. But, exact it, same but thing, see, so. you have that side of things where you, but regardless if it's a being ironic a parody, can often slap you in the face, because but then you're while still being doing ironic, it. It, then, well, then you the just become fucking you. steel Panther. You're like, Oh, you're fucking encompassing the very, <laughs> joke that you're making you know what i mean the 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 problem with irony often is the joke becomes you like you start doing a thing and then you are the thing so what what so how what how do you have the right to be like these fucking douchebags as you do it for your career like oh i was just joking the whole time you're like okay man cool you know and i I don't know that they were portraying that lifestyle but i mean considering how much the band definitely goes into a phase where it's like, like after those three albums, it starts to be a little bit more like y'all found some drugs. Well, yeah, it's very, <laughs> it came out very open that they started doing heroin to increase their create creativity. And, and, you know, I don't like to generalize in such a way, but w- when you get into that sort of lifestyle, you start hanging out with certain types of people and you start getting into certain types of activities. And it kind of seems like maybe, some of that crosses the line into uh, the real life and the satire being blurred, you know, that's mm-hmm. uh but I don't know. I didn't really look up what these guys were necessarily into, you know, but with the sound, it just, 
Well, they Such they were a sleazy bar band to begin with. Such they were super into heroin for a good chunk. I mean, Golden Brown is literally about first and foremost heroin. Well, sure. And, yeah, and yeah. then, quote unquote, a girl, supposedly like some Italian well, that, or or some somebody that had like some chick that had Golden Brown skin or something like that. He was saying, but like. Yeah, they first weren't very and foremost, deep. It was, with it was their... straight up like, yeah, it's about heroin. Like, <laughs> they just, you know, they weren't really using super deep metaphors or anything. No, it's not, not at all. Like, you didn't like, have to explain any of that to me. Nope. You shouldn't have to explain any of that to anybody that's listened to that song at all. So, well, uh, you'd be surprised where it's used too. That I was like, it, that's like. Fucking, I wouldn't be. Uh, it's the only song you hear from them. It's like the weekend winning that Kid Choice Award for that song about Coke. And you're like, wait, what? No. But yeah, like um, those early those early albums and, and with the like sexual activity, there was one song that was incredibly striking to me, and I wasn't sure if it was on the first two, but it is. It's on No More Heroes. The Bring the New Biles. That oh, one yeah, was the that one was that so to me disturbing. was like that was the me... that was the song to, but that was the song to me that made it a joke right because they're like the song isn't complete they're like wait wait what what's the verse and how do I what am I supposed to say here let me fuck ya let me fuck ya and they keep do like stopping having a conversation me, and then moving into the ya. like the song is like seven minutes long because it's them discussing the song throughout well, the song and that meta narrative was really interesting to me because that was. Was the cue. there is a version of that song that's not like that too though? Oh well, the, right. on the No More Heroes on the Spotify yeah, the one uh, I heard album, was, it was them like yeah. not sure around. about their yeah, own yeah, song. Yeah, right, and, right. But that to me made it feel like like they were they were making a joke about other people as opposed to it being this like prepare like letting us see behind the fourth wall. You know, I think that that was an important part for me to know that these guys aren't sh- just schmucks schmucking around being shitty. Uh, misogynist pigs you know well, and that, I thought that and because at first when I heard it and I, I heard I heard the first minute I was like oh gross really really and then it stopped like that and then it went through the rest of the song I was like oh ha, 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 they're being gross for a reason for funny <laughs> for funsies that that album also uh starts off pretty early and it might even be the first song there's I can't remember the name of it I probably shouldn't say this word I I, I should look up the title if I'm gonna say uh god i just should it's a w word and like americans won't really know it uh it's it's a slur it's a racial slur against uh uh africans i said people of color and uh one of their songs is has it like right in the title and at the time um no that's what that meant mm-hmm. you didn't know that's what that meant no, no uh, i've never yeah. heard that uh, let me find the name of the fucking i'll I'll fucking say it, all right? I'll fucking say it's, it. <laughs> it's, it's called, I feel like... Uh, a wog. There it is. You shouldn't say that word. It's not... It's, not it's really not a good one to say. Uh, fucking... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... that's um. There's songs from England and the area at the time by punk bands that use that word, but they use it as in, like those racist pieces of shits over there are saying that word about these people. And we don't approve of that. And, uh, that didn't change the fact that that song came on while I was on a walk and not, I said walk and not looking at, (laughs) at like what I was listening to. And all of a sudden I just heard some 
shit that I, I recognize, you know, there's uh, I, I know that word um, from it's I, I learned it from stiff little fingers, which is a similar um, rock pub, rock punk, English, British, whatever band of the time. So when I heard it, it was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Cause I like this band. I really, I really, really, really like the stranglers. I just, yep. you know, I really think people should go and listen to it, these first three albums that we're talking about have all this like, Horrible misogyny and grossling. I just keep sleaze. It's so sleazy. It's so yeah. dirty barroom shit that you just, I mean, it's a, you should go listen to it. You didn't get this under the urinal bar uh, stain. So where, where do y'all land with uh, the gospel accord of the men in black? Well, <laughs> I think when it comes into it at that point, so you, with no more heroes was so stripped back and raw. And so was the rat one. And black and white comes out. And to me, black and white out of those three is probably the easier it's, one to listen to. It has the better songs. Yeah. And it's better the more recording. refined. Yeah, for sure. And that uh, being refined and, and the the fact that they built into that, they definitely bring it into Raven. And they start introducing. The Raven is when you can, well, I mean, they have a song the called Men in Black at the, near the end. So on the back half. They start introducing the concept, mm-hmm. the idea of having a whole concept. Although I do think that it, it did start earlier than that. And I do think that a lot of their uh, earlier plays with like the song tits and uh, with all of the like vulgarity and the, and the stuff that seemed to be mocking people is coming from a um, place that Frank, a lot of early Frank Zappa and the mothers had and was really, really popular in an underground culture and it was making its way and its rounds in the scene about that time. So the, the idea that they would go and 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 do a concept album just further solidifies to me that they're like, oh, okay, well, Zappa's able to do this, so let's well, us further furthermore do it. Focused like, on the music aspect, things and stuff, and just sort of pumping songs out, which is very cool. Like that's why I was very like. Well, they're doing both though. Well, yeah. But yeah, uh, they were so prolific in the beginning, at but least. they're like pumping shit out like crazy. Like, even like uh, the, la- the the couple songs, like, uh, or the couple albums you had, uh, we uh, the gospel chord of Men in Black, uh, fucking La Foley, and then straight into like a feline. So it's like, damn, and that's all like switching labels too, as soon as like from. Foley to feline that's that's why they threw fucking golden brown onto that record that's why i was like what the fuck well, I, i've always known that that well, was because they switch labels yeah it's the american distribution the, it was it wasn't on so the Foley hadn't come out to the u.s yet so that song hadn't reached the u.s so that was so, their like ticket to slide that shit into a u.s release i i really the raven i think is one of my favorites i that was I, the one that i really and, thoroughly enjoyed but I wouldn't necessarily, that wouldn't be the first one that I would necessarily say that about. Uh, I thought it was really interesting that they did continue with the nice sounding, well-developed production. Um, and it gave them a little bit of a chance to experiment with new equipment leading into the gospel of men in black, which this is a wacky, it is weird nuts. fucking album. It's like synth I pop. It. It is I liked so, it a lot. There are some way awesome tracks on that. It's bizarre. Like, <clears throat> it's fucking bizarre. It is just out there. There's a couple like ones where it was just a couple minutes of just like a really cool jam, and then they kick in with some like lyrics, and then you're like listening to it, and you're like, "Well, all right, all right." Like I can. Uh, the with only this. 
the only experiment that failed on that for me personally, like I, I thought that album was it was weird and bizarre, but I also thought it was sort of spare in, in my listening to it. But was the maybe the first track was when they actually were the aliens. Well, there's one track where they like did the high pitch voice oh, and that yeah. was horrible they, they didn't have they didn't have control of that effect in 1981 <laughs> and it was really bad and that well, was awesome. the other Raven, than that too. other than that one moment where they did that I, the, I, the rest of the album was like really interesting to me and like it was it got critically panned because it was so different from their other stuff but well, in in my estimation it wasn't that that much different from their it's not their other well stuff. when you listen to it the just Raven. wasn't as in hindsight, it's easy like, yeah. and poppy as the previous effort, but it was still like a really interesting um, listen. I oh, would man. recommend I was that album thoroughly easily like, as I, uh, as if you if you could got through some of the earlier here's, discs. Here's the other thing with that album, though: uh, the content of the songs is ridiculous. So you can't like that's if you if you don't want to sit down and listen to a concept <laughs> album about men in black and aliens and shit, then. Fuck, you're in and we're, and we're not talking Will Smith here either. Right, no. <laughs> and, but, but this goes back to, I've, I've said this before on the show, I don't know that the three of us have ever done one of these um, bands. Maybe we have, and I just can't remember it. Uh, but there's a thing that I love, and for a while there, you know, you'd say 80s retro. I'd be like, fuck, 80s retro. God damn it, that's fucking awful. But now it's gotten to the point where there's bands that do these albums that are like, one off weird synthesizer drum machine poppy 80s like heart of the 80s and they don't know how to use the synthesizer right and they just don't have it mixed right and like it's all fuck you got like a, a like bad religion did an album like that fucking um <coughs> killing joke did one that the killing joke one is just fucking amazing uh and i love these albums and this one is the closest you really get for that kind of like what is happening here, you know, you got alien voices and shit, and there's like a drum machine. What the fuck, guys? Okay, that's great. Put that on, and it's right at the start of the 80s. So uh, big applause for that album. I put that on my list yep. of like like 80s. This shouldn't be as enjoyable as it is. Well, uh, I listened to that one back albums. in the day, back when uh, I was torrenting a lot of music. and it was The Gospel e of Men in Black? Well, yeah, because uh, it was way easier to get... Band, Not Will band, Smith. Yeah. It was way easier to get bands <laughs> right. discographies, right. right? The way I was getting music. So if sure. I if it was a band I was wanting, it was very early to kind of what we're doing because if it was a band I really like thoroughly liked, I would get their full discography or whatever at the time. And I remember loading the Stranglers on there and getting to like to getting to that one and just being like, "What the fuck is going on? This is nothing <laughs> like Golden Brown." Because everything everybody's gonna fucking relate everything to golden brown which mind you can we honestly say is one of the like even on uh La, La Foley, like that is one of the most not sounding similar tracks like it's crazy like even if you grab that album you're not going to sound you're not going to find very similarities to a lot of the other ones i mean they don't have that harpsichord sound in a lot of other things so right away it stands out different but they do sort of yep. have 
the well, it's songs, the harpsichordy kind of. They get better at singing by the time they hit that record, and they become more melodic of a band. Like Absolutely. in the beginning, they're much rougher. The lyrics, like not even the, the the content of the lyrics, but their melodies are way more coarse and rough. They don't always hit the notes. But by that point, he actually can sing, and he's been doing it long enough where he's his fluctuation of melody works. And so the reason that song fits in those albums to me is because it it flows with how he's become melodically as a singer. Um, and those it, and there's other songs on those albums that I think sound similar to the singing and to the like feel of that song that even though it might not have, even though that song does stand out and yes, it is oh, different. It, from super sad. Else, and again, I, it I definitely really probably works. think that's the harpsichord sound and just that. Sure, but like, I, And they I, even I said have... that there's like three tracks on that album that specifically they went different directions and that being one. Right. So, right. Uh, that, that album is the one. That's the one for me that um, La, La Folie. La Folie. That, uh, that's... It's still super experimental. And oh, yeah. it still mm-hmm. has the crazy 80s drum machine synthesizer stuff that I really, really enjoy that they were messing with. But it is all kind of stepped back and put in just like the perfect place. And that, that one is song after song where I, I was just like, wow, that's okay. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good pretty one. strong album for sure. I, I looked, I had, I think I had like three songs off of that album oh, I, I recognize on, a, on my a, personal playlist. So. A lot back when I, I had really my... like the lead track. That's like, it's sort of a little slower and more somber. And I mean, even that they're speaking and they're speaking in French. So there was no way for me to, you know, like analyze the lyrics, which was pleasant. So it was just, melodies and the sound the, the sound of the music passing me by you know which was really pleasant and i i thought that track was tight. like the title like, track and it's you know the actual title track yeah the title track yeah. is really enjoyable I, I mean i like a slower track and it fits perfectly next to some of their oh the title tracks. track was thought, great in that sense they do a good job yeah. of of interspersing sort of pace and they're they're good at pacing in other words like they're they a song like golden brown does not feel abrupt in an album where they, you know, carefully construct one song oh, yeah, to I, the next. I, um, I should clarify. Also, like, I don't think it was like misplaced. It's just, I think. No, I'll, no. I mean, you're, yeah. you're just saying it's it sounds different from the other stuff. I'm just saying, especially that it, if to you me, come in, in the for whole, that comes song in and then listen to the oh, rest yeah. of the album. Like, well, that, if yeah, you're that's coming, the song in, you're exposed to exactly. Well, that, you're coming yeah. to that song from 2000. Like, if you were coming into that song from 1984, you'd probably oh yeah. Have well, no you're probably you're putting it, on you know, the fucking like, record. You heard it on the snap soundtrack, so exactly. Yeah, you had just listened to Tricky earlier that day. It's probably a little. It's probably a little harder to do that. By the way, we gotta like Tricky's so good. We should do some. We should just do like Massive Attack and Tricky together. Uh, Massive Attack. Tricky. Like what happened to Tricky? Remember when that one song in uh, Snatch and (laughs) disappeared? They were snatched away. That's not true. That can't be. Well, I mean, it is kind of true. But like the guy, he he was in like, like there were like Tricky songs were everywhere for a minute there. You know, like. When when was I, that? I don't know, early two. I feel like all of those bands from that era that were like really the trip hop, but not like not like trip hop like uh, zero seven or some shit because that's not trip hop to me, but people call it that. Um, but like Portishead, 
Massive Attack, Tricky. I feel like they yeah. all had like three albums and they were like, bye, and they dusted off. And I feel like those dudes had like mental health problems and shit. I, this well, might be just anecdotal, but I feel like although that scene was like in and out and all of them were like, all right, we don't want to be famous. Like their goal wasn't to be famous. <laughs> their goal was to be grungy, electronic weirdos. And then the world was like, your music's fucking tight in this era. And then they're like, ah, and they all disappeared into the ether. That's my take. I, and that's well, just a feeling. Well, you know what they say about the Massive Attack? Uh, crew, right? That the the one that at least oh, one of them Banksy? might be Banksy. Yeah, yeah. that is Banksy. Yeah, there's oh, heavy, I've heard that. I have heard that. Heavy yeah. theory that one of that dudes is Banksy. So like maybe I mean, I mean Tricky started of off Banksy because yeah. But isn't there the right. William Shakespeare theory for Banksy too that there is no one Banksy because there couldn't? Yeah, be no, I, I definitely well, think there's, there's oh, it's a crew. Oh yeah, it's totally a crew. Like, like William Shakespeare didn't write those. Even if they're like a, a bunch crew, of like a solid. Core crew that is Banksy that then they utilize like act like people. I don't know how they do that, but there is definitely more than one person that is Banksy. I don't know how big it is, Absolutely but they not. they they then also utilize other people to to pull off what Stanso they do. Stanso crew. It's I mean, yeah, there's nuts. no way they could do those museum things without a, oh, yeah. a group of people. Well, they had to, they like, had to get a heist. That whole fucking you son of a like, bitch. I'm in. That stark black and white like stencily style that they do like that's so like you do it once and you show it to your buddy how to make that in fucking photoshop or I whatever stencils, and it's man. so easy to replicate are so steal this already, album dude, dude. you know oh. so, you, make, you make these songs with chords dude i mean yeah i fucking like, well, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about him doing stencils necessarily either because sometimes they'll be like you know sticker pieces or some shit like that like banksy's all over the place oh yeah it's the full-on mixed media for i'm just talking about that like stamped embossed look that they get that stark mm-hmm. black and white figure that usually has like one color uh a real simplistic fucking anyway uh fucking banksy massive attack massive attack sweet uh, <laughs> they really are <laughs> so yeah but <laughs> they are fucking go listen to some massive attack it's tight uh feline that uh, continued right off of the La Folle, where... La uh, Folie. I, La Folie? La, La Folie. I don't speak Falafel? What? What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> oh, I could go for some falafel. A falafel does sound pretty bomb, actually. Damn, that does sound good. Don't I walked into that. a shop the other... I one. I walked into the shop the other day, and they were, like, busy with something, and, like, genuinely busy, and I was like, I'm going to go do my shop, and I'll be back. I totally forgot to go back, and now I feel kind of bad because it's like little mom and pop shop. You know, they're like they're nice, they're, they're friendly. Fucking, You'll be back. Uh, yeah, sooner or later, maybe. I don't know. At, at a point, you know how it goes. Uh, I did think it was weird that I a I definitely listened to Feline and missed that Golden Brown was on there the first time, which I must have just like, oh, it's this song, you know, and then tuned out. And then when you guys told me when you were like, yeah, it's on there, right? Hmm? And I was like, "What?" Dude. And I went back and listened to it. It's weird because it's at the end of the A side, and then at that point, like when you told me that, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay." It does sound kind of forced in there. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But those that albums, more so, but yeah, those albums were definitely recorded at the same time. They came out like two, three months apart or yep. something like that. It's the same recording sessions. There's but no, like, if, but if it's felines not, like, it's... for like a new record label, because I yeah. think they were on Epic. That's when they that... switched to Epic. Yep. Yeah, they got onto Epic. What? And that's when they put out Feline, and then that's when they were like, "Oh shit, motherfucker, we're gonna get that Golden Brown." And like and two then of the their tracks career ended. <laughs> and we're yeah, gonna, and then, sneak and then, that shit. And in. that was the end of the Stranglers. <laughs> and now we're getting to poop. Big oh old my god, poop, stinky poop. The dad rock. You don't like so, the dad so, rock. So, 
Wait, the I couldn't first... figure out though. I couldn't figure out was was La Folie. Was it not released in the U.S.? No, not well, not originally. That's why. That's that's why. That's why they put those three tracks on there was to get them in the U.S. market because Feline was because they were on Epic. So, right, right. And uh, I, I'm huh. sad that I didn't pay as much attention to the early albums. Like the early albums were good. So it was like, 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 like the mu- oh, musically, the, the, the albums were, <laughs> the, the musical album. Well, I mean, I knew that there was no possible way they were going to stay like they were in the 1970s. Right. But, I mean, I listened to those albums and I really enjoyed them and they were, they were complex at times. And like, they had interesting, like you guys were talking about like the, the synthesizers and keyboards in the backgrounds happening. And like, they're like gruff and, and, and coarse and rough and angry. And, and, you know, they slowly move into this more pop accessibility but they still were experimenting in those like early 80s albums um and i was like this is good so i can just sort of coast through this and like i crammed (laughs) for the last section which made it so that i was more focused on the music once i hit oral fucking uh sculpture Sculpture. which is which is probably i'm gonna say this their worst album i think that's the one where the fucking i'll disagree but continue this is the one where the the chachi horns popped in it's it's mm-hmm. one of these it's one of these for these three albums at this period that I was like, what what happened what happened between Feline and this album I was just like I had n- I did not see that turn that turn happened Oral? so fast I liked Oral more than ten so that Carl Oral sculpture moral moral sculpture the. Uh, that that one had it was just just like it was just just just, just not just, just not good okay it was just like not very great for their songwriting it was like all of their worst songs in all in a row but then right at the end there is this weird sort of like world musicy two two track piece that's like a concept thing about some spy going somewhere and sniffing cocaine and stuff. And it goes into like a waltz and it's all fucking gypsy. And it, it was, I was like, is this the same album? And okay. At least they gave me these last two tracks. That was how I felt about that. And that's why I'll say it's not their worst. And then immediately <laughs> after that, it got to dream time oh. and, and it was just, like the worst snoozer of a new wave album I've ever heard in my life. I don't understand how Spotify gets these catalogs because Dream, uh, Dream Catcher, whatever the horrible fuck, <laughs> Dream, Dream Daddy, starts off with a live, starts off with a live track Dream from time. from a different album, and like I went to the track list, and it's oh, not really? the track list. Yeah, I didn't notice it, that. I okay. it starts with a live version of "Always Something or Other" from an earlier album, Always and I was like, sense. I want to hear this album through the way it's supposed to be heard, you know. And so, like, I, listening to this catalog was sort of difficult. And this is the moment where they switch so so drastically that I didn't want to be hearing weird live cuts that were just thrown. It seemed like, haphazardly in between tracks off this album. So like I sort shitty of was, new, shitty new age, like world music influenced new wave crap with like with like Cosby horns, dude. Like what the <laughs> fuck with those? Why did what happened when they added those horns in oral sculpture? I was like, no, 
No. No, they didn't. No, like, like, like when the boss hopped in and dropped some horns on his like main singles from his early tracks, I was like, all right, I can get on some horn. And horn's cool. I'm not don't Good. beef on horn. But then when they dropped those horns, it was like, like, like some adult contemporary dude. I was I, just like, <sighs> I read before <sighs> listening. Right. And like I was about to go into the album and I went to Wiki and it was like they brought in a horn section. And I was like, Sweet. three piece. OK, so we're going to get some new sounds going. You know, that's great. I love it that they keep introducing all these cool new sounds. They do really good with cool new sounds. Oops. Uh, no, nope. spoke too soon on that. one. Yeah, they sure didn't. I didn't even think the horns were the worst part of Dreamtime. It was on 10. <laughs> Ten was got the, the one point. that just uh, I could <laughs> oh not. Oh my god, dude! I it sounds like a Chicago saying. album. I, I liked Oral Sculpture way more than I did Ten. It, I mean, that's not saying much, but my god, Ten I, was a I think, slog. Dude. I think Dream Dreamtime was my least favorite out of those three. Oh, with I, I, the horns. I, it's yeah. Oral Sculpture. Just... Oral Sculpture doesn't follow. Dreamtime follows Oral Sculpture. What's the worst you can do? I'm sorry. Like oral sculpture comes right out of feline. You, li- if you're listening to this in chronological, if you're if you're listening to this in chronological order, you just listen to feline, and the next thing you get is oral sculpture and that horrible cover of the giant ear. No, that's really grating. It's abrasive. If you go from oral sculpture to Dreamtime, you're like, oh, so they continue oh, down yeah, the route yeah. of shitty a con- adult contemporary yeah. soft bad yeah. retakes of the cars, which like yeah, you're doing power pop that is already oh, sort of know, cheesy. Right? Like I'm sorry Fucking that you jumped. Into that whole realm, and you're not even doing it that well. But please continue. I mean, yeah, sure. Those two albums are horrible, but it's gross, man. That was the trajectory change. That shit killed me. I wanted to die, but I just got. You know. I also got to say the since you brought up the ear, I'm pretty sure that that ear is like a really famous sculpture. Uh, not that that means shit. I'm just telling you. Like, it's a cool. Uh, it's, it's a cool <laughs> sculpture. It's a cool sculpture for sure. It's just one of those things that like. Like the the like they're just change the whole imagery of like their album covers like you know black and white like it's the band standing in front of something whatever and that they're badass yep. or just like a picture an easy picture of like the Raven that you'd think was uh, Edgar Allan Poe's poem sure. or whatever like the, their simple choices and then this their was picture just like, with some weird colors on it this this cover is 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 indicative of this weird change like that that is a cool sculpture but it's like and it's just like people idling around it that felt a like a cheesy eighties cover. Of a, smoking like, cigarettes that felt like it's like when the whole trend in in the in the early 90s for like um you know the the hip-hop records were like shitty green screen of an explosion and a rapper's face on it like that's what that felt like to me that switch and the whole vibe of this band's changes there and so that cover just was like Ugh. and i just i looked at it and i was like Ugh. Ugh. and anyways, it's like a vacation photo it's like where yeah oh uh, yeah it hey, totally looks like there- we were they on tour museum, right? and we stopped by the big ear. It's like world's got the we, big ear museum. It's the world's biggest ear. Come on, why are we? We not used to be stop? we used to be punk rockers, and now we we have children. So we took our kids to the sculpture and we named our album after how bad we're about to get. Um, <laughs> I mean, whoa, 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 whoa! You, you shouldn't be referring to my favorite album, Giants, are you? Cause... Oh, you know what? Real quick though, I gotta I gotta step us back for two seconds. Real quick, there is something though. That I do, there is a a saving point if anybody's listening that also wants to go back and listen to the the Stranglers and and you know dispute us or you know tell me I'm a dumb shit on Twitter. It happens all the time, anyways. Don't worry, I'll just mute you. You won't get blocked. Um, Doesn't fucking, your bio say dumb shit? I mean, it's kind of like I think I think it says that we talk shit. Uh, fucking 
a, around the Raven, there is a, um, and I'm bringing this up now also because uh, Hugh Cornwell um, and his decisions with the band. There is a point where he goes and he does another album with a guy who is unfortunately the, the name I didn't write down, but go look this up. The album is called Nosferatu. Oh, and yeah. It's right when they're starting the concept album period, and it fits right in with all the rest of that stuff. And it's even though it's not the band The Stranglers, it's just him and one other person. Um, it's uh, really, really good. It's worth going and looking up. And it's worth noting because that's the person that at this point, after they make the after album he 10, leaves, man. Yeah. the album 10, he decides to split. He goes and starts his own career doing other stuff. I actually think he takes a break for a minute, but, um, Oh man, it hurts when he leaves. And also by the way, 10, the other thing about 10 and it sounding like a Chicago album is Chicago named all their albums numerically. So that's like, Oh, shit. oh my God. And, and the Chicago album 10 is about the point where it's like, if you've ever listened to Chicago, you should probably stop listening to Chicago by that album. I think 10 has one of their bigger hits on it for, for, for the band Chicago, not the stranglers, but it's not, uh, no, if you're going to listen to Chicago, listen to earlier shit. God anyway, um, or just don't God listen to Chicago. Damn it. Uh, yeah, Cornwell leaves and says, fuck it. And it's, 1990, uh, yeah, I think it's 1990. Yeah, John Ellis, I do not like this person singing. <laughs> I think that... I think that was the guy that came in, right? Yeah, because he's the one that they, they put out like those three that are like hard to find throughout the 90s, right? The, the 90s albums are... Well, I mean, okay, so it's unfair to say... Oral sculpture is the worst when really just the period of the nineties is the worst. Um, <laughs> oral sculpture is so one of the worst of for that. Yeah, for that for lineup, that. oral sculpture is pretty bad. I mean, for the first yeah. lineup. The I mean the chain losing Cornwall in the nineties. Like they go from they go from being like in in the late eighties to being. I I got feeling I got I got power pop the cars a lot. That that's what I kept thinking over and over. New wave hearing these. Yeah, it's yeah, the, definitely like, that new wave when, when they do the. Uh, they went 90s into that, and then, but then and in the nineties, the they bunny like, man. They kept doing that. What 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 were they doing in the nineties, guys? That's I mean, seriously, no, that's what I, that's what I'm talking about. Is the nineties? They went yeah. new wave. It's straight yeah. up new wave, and it's like 10, 15 years too late for new wave to be cool yeah. or too. Or 10, 15 years, 10, 20 years too early for it to be Into cool the again. early 2000s, they're still doing that. Like, when they, they, they got a new guitarist, like, later on. But, like, th- through the 90s, it's just this weird – weird is not the right word. Bad new wave. It's, like, it's, it's cheesy. It's like bad Duran Duran. It's, it's bad Echo and the Bunnymen. It's when they bad. started adding – the the sure. the stereotypical easy little blues riffs that like other classic rock bands were doing a long time ago that have been mm-hmm. already passed out have already passed out of like favor in the music world it was like Here's... it seemed like they were just like I, we don't know what we're doing anymore uh, uh this is what, what are pop, did? what did popular people do Ooh. in the yeah. 80s that we liked and it's this... the 90s now so why not let's do that like what here's a weird thing is that I'm not sure which one it's on I think it's a little bit later because uh, the first one with with um what's his name ellis is uh stranglers in the night and i think that one was supposed to be almost more rock and roll but like they turned up all the reverb on the drums and it sounds like you know new new wage new wave fucking uh mixing and shit 
but when you get to about time, the ones that are hard to find, you had to, I had to look them up song by song on YouTube. And some of them I had to listen to like live versions of and shit like that. Uh, about time written in red and some, to some degree, even coup de gras, because those are all the albums that, that he's on, man. It's just, it's just straight up there. They brought in one of, at some point, somebody that has something to do with you two came in is what I'm trying to say. There was a producer that had worked with some of the bigger U2 albums. Motherfucker. Uh, which is really bizarre to me. And I think it's more like an engineering type of thing. But when you when you think about that, when you listen to that, that, that is a thing. Because U2 had, uh, there's, there's a string of producers that just go through U2. And you're either just really, really good. Or you're really, really, really like the dredge of mainstream pop fucking accessibility drab bullshit. And, you know, they got the drab bullshit is what ended up happening instead of getting Flood, who did a little bit of stuff here and there with you too, you know, and and all sorts of other fucking like 90s alternative bands. So it's really um, just this deadpan decade too late sound with and here's my biggest problem with it this guy's singing the band went from golden brown to you mean like the drunken like wannabe danzig kind of like the wannabe danzig it's you know elvis yeah there's like an elvis in there like shitty kroner weird like and this is this is where i'm I'm still coming back with the flood and the u2 and all that stuff is it reminded at a certain point i was like oh shit and it's because i'm such a big fucking fanboy it's terrible it is the worst nick cave and the bad seeds shit i've ever heard in my life the dude wants to be the recory or, you know, the Bad Seeds, or, uh, or what's his name, Roland S. Howard, one of the first guys that played with Nick Cave. Uh, and they just work it in there. Like, the singing style is just so bad and just so lackluster. They, they stop. This, this is the thing. It's like the eight, like, I got that, like, for, for me, when I look at their career and we hit the 90s, in the 80s, when they hit Oral Sculpture, which I'm offended by and I dislike as an album, I do understand I do understand the move, though. Like, it made sense to be making that style of music and, like, sort of sell out because, like, now you're, like, you want to make money a certain way, whatever, and bands that continue to be experimental don't necessarily make the same kind of money as bands that don't. Ugh. Classic. Uh, <laughs> classic. Um, can you hear me? So anyway, uh, it's it's it, it made sense to me that they did that in the 80s to make money and sound like other popular bands that weren't them anymore and like to maintain relevance because whatever. Fine. But then in the 90s to continue like – like degrading and going downhill to the point where like i mean even their ca- their catalog is difficult to find on the internet like now says something like everyone knows the stranglers fell off in the 90s and like what happened to them and why is it so bad <laughs> and then and then they got rid of that shitty dude that guitarist and they hired a new guitarist and at least this dude does what he does like in the 90s they were like, what are we? Do we care anymore? I mean, just put together an album that's sort of new wave, I guess, and has <laughs> elements of blues rock sometimes, and you know, we'll just chug along. 
and we'll do verse chorus verse and it, it it you can skim to any part of the song and it's like you're at the same place you mm-hmm. know that's when you do that that's sad like i would listen to a whole track and then the next one i go it's not gonna all be like this and no sure was like can you guys do something else with this structure why are you just driving this one fucking sonic line into the ground like making those I, albums man they're fuck, like their whole last album like they they revel in the fact of how old they are. <laughs> I was fine with that. I was fine with crony old fogies playing crony old fogey music. Like it, that was at least enjoyable to me. I was like, oh, these guys have got given up on like trying to be artistic and they've just started playing music they like to play, which yeah, felt I, good. It felt like they were doing something enjoyable, which felt enjoyable to me. Yeah, those those four John Ellis albums. The only <coughs> thing that I really could find any solace in was the the keyboards. I don't know if you like washy fucking new wave synthesizers. There was some okay stuff in there. Okay. Like, okay. Just literally just okay. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, I was glad that was done. Um, yeah, it, they felt got- like the, it felt like it was a lot of, like, they, they really leaned into, like, sort of stereotypical um lines even like i felt like they had interesting melodic Mm -hmm. keyboard lines earlier on in their career and stuff and like i would hear those piano lines and i was like you guys are getting lazy you're just like arpeggiating a chord like arpeggiating a fucking minor chord like on 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 a on on a one three four guitar uh power chord like which again sick they're not easy to find you know these albums. Yeah. You can't really find yeah. them. I, I you so, know, I was going to go to the record stores and stuff and look for look for them, and I, uh, I just didn't. I didn't. I, I forgot when I. I then you like looked to yourself and were like, and you're like, why? why? Would I pay money for that? <laughs> yeah, because it'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. Yes. So there, there was that, and but like the fact that, like what I could find even what one of them had. Um, what album was it? Give me a second here to look. Uh, I think it was written, written in, in red. red. Written in red head. Hot time, summer in the oh, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> 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 like Cover songs, man. You tossed a cover song in there, dude. They've, they've done and it's covers. Not good. They did fucking ninety six tears on fucking whatever. That was also like later, later on yeah, too, that and was, it was uh, like that one. I was like, did they? I thought was like night. that one was more yeah. faith. That was a more faithful cover, though. Yeah, that one still really bad. Yeah, no, was, yeah, sure. Was that on? Time? I was like, did they? That they was did on this a song? Strangles and I'm like, in the no, night. No, they're just I covering think. this. Ooh, Stranglers on the Night, big yeah, reverb, was. gated reverb. <laughs> Every yep. snare hit in the '90s was just like right in your face. And it sounded like it was in a hallway, but your head was buried in it at the same time, and I don't fucking know why. They uh, did better electronic music in the in the early eighties and late seventies than they did in the early nineties when electronic music was something people were doing with ease. Like oh yeah. their, oh yeah, drum, their drum machines and snare awesome. and their drum machines and like electronic sounds on their keyboards mm-hmm. and shit were so much oakier and shittier later on. It's like they leaned into the worst the worst electronic sounds and um and, and fucking drums that they could possibly lean into in the late 80s and early 90s. They're like, what's the cheesiest thing people are doing right now? That's the one we're going to oh, put on. That's, <laughs> that's it. the drum sound we're going to use. That's the <laughs> keyboard sound we're going to use. That's the voice we want. Like, I, well, the, the thing is, is there's, there is definitely stuff that sounds like that that I could 
you know, not off the top of my head right now, but if you gave me a second to look stuff up and get you a list, I could definitely be like, yo, go listen to this. It sounds way better. And it's like that. Right. It has those sounds in it. It's all reverb snares, fucking kicks in your face, whatever. Fucking washed out synthesizers. Go listen to this instead. Mm. It's probably Duran Duran. Uh, <laughs> it probably is though. <laughs> fucking, um, yeah. But you is were he- getting at. No, you were driving. You were driving it too. You were trying to get out of this fucking John Ellis phase, and I get you. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm ready to move too because uh, it was really bad. Their synth choices and their electronic choices, and then we got to the year two thousand, 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 thousand. <laughs> and uh, Baz, I think it's Warren. Maybe it's Warren A. Who knows? Joins the band on vocals, right? Or is he just guitar? He's a new vocalist. I think he's. he's I think he was at least Both. at least guitarist, right? Uh, and it's uh, it's the two thousands, huh? They put out an album in two thousand four, the, yeah. the Norfolk Coast, and yeah. it's wow, wow. <laughs> I it's, it's different. They tr- they experiment, right? Those synthesizers are crazy. <laughs> it is so, it is so like you walked in on your dad and his friends in their garage, and they had all just bought the newest of the new equipment, and they're geeking the fuck out about it, but they don't know how to fuck to use it, and they are blown away by the most simplistic function of this synthesizer. That they're holding down like one key and listening to a fucking arpeggiator go <laughs> and loving the fuck out of it. It sounds like Rammstein fucking produced a fucking Stranglers album at some points and it's just bizarre. <laughs> Everything's plugged direct in. All the guitars are like right in your face because they're like, we got computers now. Uh. <laughs> Which they had computers before. The one one of the complaints was from one of the earlier albums in the nineties was that uh what was it? It was just a producer. And the and like one or two of the other guys with Pro Tools and the rest of the band just wasn't even there on one of those New Age albums. Also, that producer for that album, I uh, I think that was the album with the Hot Town. <laughs> Hot Town, someone in the fit hair. Uh, it was the guy from Gang of Four, which is I know. Like what the fuck? I know. Because Gang of Four I'm... is good. I know. <laughs> like Gang of Four is Gang of I Four is one of those that. fucking like eclectic like like british you know european fucking proto-punk band same time just, period like, right yeah same time period was just doing shit that that most you know you couldn't really get away with a lot of places and then continued to do so for like three decades and until now even i think they continue to like maybe i'm wrong about that but like production wise and stuff like that uh these people continue working in the business and just pr- putting out good stuff except Apparently, <laughs> you know. except apparently that one time they produced written in red or whichever nineties. It was it was one of the nineties albums, right? It was it not. Sure one was. Of those. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, Andrew Gill, Andrew Gill on written in red in nineteen ninety seven. And ninety seven's a bad year for underground music, I suppose, or eighties underground producers. So you got a generic sound happening in the nineties. You know, a lot of people are trying to mimic it. Um, so, somehow. 
Yeah, somehow the string was decided a decade later to mimic the sound of the 90s. Uh, I there's didn't, just, I, there's I still didn't so much wanna... on heroin that they're just catching up. Like, Do you think? <laughs> I didn't want to jump into the... I didn't want to jump out of the 90s into the 2000s too fast, Crowder. And I'm glad you're talking about that era. But, I mean, cause the 90s, I really felt... I mean, like you said, it was hard to find the music because, like, the, clearly the Stranglers fell off hard, but... Well, even I'm still saying, like you said, it's it's dads and it's dads in a garage uh, or in a basement somewhere who have been like local legends forever and play at like polka festivals. I do not care. I'm actually I enjoyed listening to them chug along and goof around with rock and roll, even if it was some like hammy soloy shit. Like it still felt like it was like more of an effort on their part. Like they weren't just like this is how you put a song together. They were like, oh, we're playing, we're noodling around together, me and the boys. And I was like, thank God. At least now you're owning your dad rock vibes hard, and just you can do that, whatever. And then they did that through Giants. They have another album coming out posthumously for the dude that passed away COVID nineteen. One, I think is the keyboard player. The keyboard player, yeah. yeah. Which was my favorite um, part of the band. Other than and- other other than. You know, he was 71 and he had a heart thing and he went into the hospital and he got COVID and died, which is like super happens. bummer. Yeah. yeah um, I thought Giants was a funny album and I, that cover is hilarious. It's such a dad cover well, of them all hanging off oh, of the like, know, children's right? swing set. <laughs> they're, oh yeah, they're they're trying to, to recapture some uh, they were strangled, attitude. But they're like, but you weren't strangled. You were hanged. You were hung. Like you were hung. It's hanged, isn't it? I got I got scared for a minute that they were like alt right because there's the the lead track Giants is like talking about like there's there aren't men like there used to be, but they were saying there aren't men that like stand up for the rights of others, and they're like because but the first line is something like there the men can't hold a candle to the our fathers who fought the fought the wars, and I was like no you're not no you guys are alt right (laughs) you guys have been leftists for so long, and then I read and I, I. and then I read the whole song, and then oh, by, by the, the way, end of the song, it's 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 like we're it's, we're way too far ahead. Oh well, you well, skipped you skipped over. We kind you kind of skipped over something to get right to Giants. Did you listen to so, Sweet Sixteen? I I listened to a little bit of it. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. You missed a. You were go- <laughs> for that era. <laughs> for that era, that's a wacky album, and that was the one that for me was like, oh, this is entertaining. Oh shit! Are you serious? <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? It's it's like the same. So, uh, but also I need to go back because you said with the the patriotics of you're like, oh no, did they go alt right or whatever in 2012? Which alt right didn't even the the definition wasn't even a thing yet. Um, no, sure. The um the Coupe de Gras had a like a heavy religious tone to it. I had a real hard time finding most of Coupe de Gras. But it was like the first song in there is about God. Three songs uh, in, we got about always. God. What the fuck? Man? But I'm not sure that it was from a totally Christian. F- well, you know, you 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 got junkies, okay? Yeah, that's you yeah, got you got yeah. fucking junkies, and they recover. Man. Yep. Fucking. And they get this weird agnostic Christianity. Shooting up Christ, man. Yeah. And... Snorting the J. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Uh, <laughs> I need ten cc's of Christ right now, or I'm gonna get booted up. Boot him up. Just I need, I need the, I need the body. I need burn the body over of Christ the church and candles the blood and of Christ. Shit. Internal stat. Holy I'm taking water! Up my the nose. fucking spoon. 
God damn it. Yeah, that crack shit. Crushed that cracker so up so good. I can snort it. <laughs> Chasing Christ is a whole different thing, too. Oh, shoot. Chasing the so red yeah, Christ. We're just laying out foiling in the shape of the cross. <laughs> There's just so many, so many possibilities to take in Christ. Like, why haven't we all done it? <laughs> You can insufflate. You can inject. They've been they've been doing it the same for too long. We we need to experiment. We, we're you know we've moved past the 1500s. Okay, we we need to take in the, this a different way. Okay. I mean, if God stopped talking to everybody except the fucking like homeless crazy people, and they're all on drugs too. So like, let's go. Let's you know, <laughs> tell me what's up, God. <laughs> let's okay. I got some tinfoil. I got a lighter. Let's, Let's do, do this, this Jesus. Shit. Shit. I did Give see me God. the spirit of the Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Saying, saying like... grace right before you shoot up. That, that's fucking gold. Oh, God. Going into churches and asking them if they got a ballpoint pen so you can take it apart for something to fucking smoke it with. Uh... <sighs> Moral of the story. Yeah, so... Taking Christ any way you can. So yeah, when it got to uh, Giants, I put that on. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. And then I just skipped ahead and was like, oh no, it's still just the Stranglers. For me, that fucking, uh, yeah, and I just randomly went right back on to topic. I don't know what the fuck. The, uh, with Norfolk Coast, Sweet 16, such a, oh my God, the name, Sweet 16. Are you kidding me? See, I just fucking, so sad. I thought I yeah. figured it would be. I, I was running out of time, so I figured yeah. I listened to Norfolk Coast and Sweet Sixteen. I felt like maybe it was hard to find, and like yes. so I was like, yep. I'm gonna just well, no, jump yeah. into, I'm gonna just jump into Giants. So that's what I did, and I was like, I can't. It can't be that much different because Giants didn't feel super far from uh, Norfolk Coast, and and it co- an album cover where they're just like standing in like some fucking Scottish bog or something. What the, the fuck is that cover, the- guys? The wildness of the fucking synthesizers and the 2000 style of fucking computerized production and editing that you found on Norfolk Coast was toned back in a manner that made the uh, Sweet 16 a little more acceptable. And they also did a little more songwriting that I would say was focused towards their earlier style of that pub rock punk rock and roll attitude um making it a really bizarre later career album uh go go back and just skim it you know when you get i absolutely will yeah yeah because very similar didn't catch that one like and then giants was like a really well like a modern produced regular stranglers album to me with a couple of fucking weird Upright bass, acoustic-y, you know, genre-driven. And we're granddads now. Yeah. Sometimes they would add some, like, guitar that was, like, almost new metal, like, like sound effect to it. And I was like, I was like, really? Are you, really, guys? Okay. It's on Sweet 16, okay. too. Still really disappointed they didn't go with the Hanson record scratch, but, you know, that's, that's just me. Uh, there might have been a record scratch on Sweet 16. There might have been a record scratch on Norfolk Coast. I'm not kidding. I think I heard one at one point. I'm one of those two albums. 
I wasn't God paying damn. a lot of attention. All right, I smoke a lot of pot too. Plus, record this, scratches this, are just in my band, brain. That's what how I live life. Just I get it. This band is a beautiful band, and I really enjoyed. Like, I mean, even in the shitty periods, like like oral sculpture, where I was just like so taken aback. I mean, they they did such a good job creating a sound and experimenting in the mm-hmm. early in their early phases that made their later phases more painful and and different to listen to. Like, if you just dropped oral sculpture on me out of nowhere and that was the Stranglers, I might not have been so disgusted by it. You know, like part of my disgust came from my previous knowledge. This this what this I like is- about this project is we listen to these things in a row. Mm-hmm. There's you wouldn't be doing this right in any other way. So. When you hit these periods, they become something like this could have been they could have just been a mediocre band that I heard. And I was like, oh, this is boring and cheesy, but whatever. Boring, cheesy 80s bands. But you can't come from your early beautiful phase into that without creating this like. Just it's hate in my heart, <laughs> anger. I don't know, you know, but like <laughs> I, feel, I, I, I still feel like some dark side. I, I still through. feel like I still feel like as on the whole catalog, Embrace like, the dark side. <laughs> It's an interesting historical progression and what, where they are now. Like, I, I still enjoy the history of it and can enjoy a, a six to seven albums in the catalog, which is crazy Absolutely. to say. That's mm-hmm. insane to say about a band that you can be like, these are albums I would tell you to put on and you're you're good to go. So Put them in your collection. Go buy the yeah, record. Yeah, enjoy man. them. And, and, and. You know, that's that's an impressive feat to me. And then for me to be able to say that they reinvented themselves in a way that was like fun for them and fun for me later on in their career <laughs> is still an impressive feat because they could easily have just continued to dredge the bottom of the, of the sea and just come up smelling like shit. But instead they like became pleasant dads doing pleasant dad stuff. Oh, yeah, man. There's so many know. different routes you, you could have taken. They could have gone the Bon Jovi route and gone full fucking Christian rock. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. so thank God for that. Yeah, they are. Uh, I had mentioned previously, I think I had tried to get through their uh, discography back in the day, but uh, I was never as disciplined as I am now with with homework. Uh, but yeah, it, it is. It was awesome to go back and, and just see just, yeah, what those early shit is just so badass. Like, again, it's those keyboards. Those keyboards fucking just nail it for me. Uh those early tra- uh, albums are just phenomenal, but uh, I fucking really, really, really like Men in Black, the Gospel according to Men in Black. Like, <laughs> you do. I really fucking Will love Smith's it. Men in Black. Yes, like that to me was just I guess for the second Will's, one though. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, like I remember <laughs> listening to that and be like, MIB. But just wow. Okay, like so. Yeah. Fucking t- yeah. definitely not worse than 311. Uh, that's my verdict. No, that's a, this is one of those bands that uh, they... I, It's so influential and it's such an early development of a certain kind of sound of rock and roll and a certain attitude and uh, a prime example of this like fusion of so many different styles all coming together so many production styles and and emerging uh, musical cultures that are getting appropriated into it. And not necessarily in a bad way. I know a lot of times here I say the word appropriated and I'm usually literally just talking about 311 and reggae. Uh, and <laughs> in this case, it, they, they use a lot of these versions of rock and roll and, and these techniques that are, 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 are pretty much newborn at the time. 
and putting them all together in a way that a lot of bands don't. And it, it definitely shows through, I'd say without the stranglers nowadays, we, there's, there's bands, a lot of like the indie scene and a lot of the scene of, of like garage rock and fucking mm. these mm-hmm. like, like under, under punk almost, but not that like hard angry angry all the time type of punk stuff the stuff that's you know these guys are in a garage and they're playing some rock songs and they got a distortion pedal and know some blues chords too and and it just it's really it's really really cool to see the progression it's really cool to see a band like that that a lot of you don't hear people talk about go through no not at all if you do it's just because they watched snatch recently or fucking whatever I think there's a recent thing that they had to track on or something, but and and the the change of fucking from like three albums of this grotesque, which you gotta the first three albums of this band, you you gotta take into some context of the time period and what you're listening to, and and when you need to compare it to other bands of the time. Uh, you know, maybe you you get some things like um, some early. Uh, David Peel on the Lower East Side has like grungy lyrics like that, you know, dirty fucking lyrics like that. And sure, the Stones kind of did some of that type of stuff and kind of opened up to this type of music. But by now we're at 77 and like you can do a little bit of dirtier stuff on the radio, not so much. But oh, yeah, there's, you know, always, where, there's always that time in, 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 in England, though, also historically speaking, like this, the late 70s is the OPEC crisis, which is an oil crisis, which means there's an economic crisis. And then it moves into fucking Margaret Thatcher's goddamn England. So uh, those dudes were punk rockers. They're, and we're talking saying, about – continue, continue. Well, I'm just saying additionally to your point that that right, historical time period, those conversations and the way that they were being grotesque about it might have actually been an actual rebellion against some of the more well, conservative thought processes being shoved into the mainstream media and the and the space that it eventually became Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan's America and UK, you know? So And like like we talked about in the Chumbawamba episode uh, when there's the same time yep. that Crass started to emerge and when yep. Crass Records started selling. These guys when when Crass Records came around, the cops were going into record stores, taking these records out of the fucking off the shelves, not allowing them to fucking sell this shit. They claim that they sold hundreds of thousands of records. They easily went gold underground all by themselves in the fucking seventies and early eighties late seventies, early eighties, which is the same time in the same place at this. So yeah, having a song called tits on your album, yep. it's half commercial suicide and half big middle know, finger, like, half yeah. political statement. We're trying to fucking break through with something different here. And so, yeah, but it's um, 2021, man. We have to look back at everybody's hat past and if it doesn't line up to what we view now, we have to cancel. That's just well, it's, no. It's 2021, and we have to look back at, at past and not do any nuanced well, work to see what the historical time period was like, and then be upset about it. That's how's the it, difference. How's it not line up though? You know what I mean? I oh, mean, I'm just, just cause the le- playing around. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You're just playing around, but I'm, I'm you know, uh, just because the point, the points yeah. brought up. It's, it's like sure the language is offensive, but that's all nowadays. people are gonna like go after. Like the fact it, that well, like the main it wasn't as offensive is, back then. Exactly. And the point, it's the point mm-hmm. of the words. Right. And if you just get rid of words, if you just erase words from history, you start forgetting their fucking definition. Wait, wait, are you, you talking about like I mean? burning? You wouldn't be talking about burning books now, would you? 
I'm talking about fucking censorship. <laughs> censorship. Oh, fucking. What? I don't. I don't think. I don't think that. I don't think that anybody's going back to say tell the stranglers to stop. I do think that it's important to preface that. I, I think. I think that it's important for mo- the modern listener and the modern viewer to understand that when they when they travel into the past, that um, revisionist history is a way of silencing the knowledge that we need to get from a time period, and mm-hmm. <laughs> acting upon history isn't something we do because. It is now past, but we can, as authors of history, act upon it, and I think that that can be to our detriment. This time period was different. Music was absorbed differently. People were uh, dealing with different problems, and that's what makes these guys interesting at that time period, you know? The music can be—it would be crass to put it on maybe in a place where it might offend someone in a coffee shop. Maybe don't put that on, you know? Just have that vibe. well, and that's, yeah, that's totally weird. okay. Listen to it on your personal time, but it's still worth listening to. Like. Put put it on at the bar, and there you go to the rocker bar. It's a fucking you know, sound the fucking jukebox, rock that shit, man. The fucking stranglers, yeah, rock and roll. It's good. Definitely shit. Pre- probably be on that, you know. But as far as like with their misogyny and stuff like that, I I don't feel that uh, it was ever necessarily expressed any kind of full on like supremacy yeah. or ownership uh, i feel like that uh, the strangler's message was all about you know sexual freedom and uh a, a racial harmony fucking uh, they they are not a fucking alt-right nazi band at least not that i could really not like discern not like ace of base from what i just found out <laughs> right well yeah, those like- guys are nazis in repressed sexual cultures like America and the UK, you know, I mean, that's like talking about tits, like you say, and saying like, I, like, I want to, I want to be the man for you. I want to fuck you. Like, that's real. I mean, like today, that's still even like people are like, oh, mm-hmm. like just saying that those words, like, what if kids hear it will always be Think the argument. About like, what do you mean? Children. What if kids find out about how, about how. Uh, adult animals act together to make more of you like i mean we're we we do these things and i i think that at that time period it was probably even more of a, a censorship issue because you can get away with that to a degree now but like back then it would have been way harder to get away with like you're saying you know like they would way, they would take your records off the shelf they, yeah. they might Come arrest you they shit. might arrest yep. you for distributing fucking uh, whatever which is fascism <laughs> I mean, well, whoa, whoa, but we're just keeping the children safe. All right, bro. This isn't fascism when we're thinking about the children. Absolutely. Because you bring in the children and all of a sudden you got to vote. Just give me your vote. I talked about the children. children. I kissed a baby. Hey, let's go. By the way, when I run for office, uh, I'm not going to touch your fucking kid. (laughs) I promise you when I run for office, I will not touch your kid. I don't want to kiss it. I don't want to hug it. I don't want to hold it. In fact, why did you bring it to this crowded political meeting? Fucking dot bag. I I think it's really impressive that this band uh, went from that though, that crass, we're going to say fuck you. And we're going to say we fuck everything. And we're getting fucking loaded into this uh well hey we're gonna use this drum machine and we're gonna write a uh concept album about aliens and then a concept album about love slash heroin and then maybe some more songs about heroin and you know uh, we're gonna ruin our careers by experimenting like crazy into just mundane crap but at least we had uh, heroin. 
I'm gonna drop some Muzak horns on you. At least they had the fucking like there was a definite fucking a change that happened, and they survived that change. In my opinion, maybe not. Oh, you the, can't doubt that they did shit every fucking album. Like that is probably the definitely their biggest thing is like they're not fucking around. Like well, I mean they are, <laughs> but like uh, like in in the way that you should if you have an outlet to put out records and shit. Like fucking just go ham on it, dude. Like yeah. Just yeah, just see what sticks. See what like you do musically, and I think that they did that. And uh, up until some of that later shit, I'd say a lot <laughs> of it worked. Uh, some of it didn't. And to come but... and to come back as as Robert pointed out, to come back from the nineties yeah. and the uh, into something a little bit better and a little bit more resembling what your initial idea for a band was. Yeah, dude. There. Yeah. It, their giants i'd say definitely has that like we're just it's like 2013 and we're these guys playing shit now so here you go and (laughs) And you're like all right here's a really really thoughtless offensive cover (laughs) that doesn't really apply to the music at all but here it is yeah i definitely agree with you not worse than 311 um just if for nothing else by influential oh the influence is huge like that yeah yeah can can three eleven drum and play bass a little bit better than them? Maybe the bass player is really good for the Stranglers, uh, even though his solo on Tits is just the one. I was just gonna. <laughs> that's that's why I mentioned really earlier, funny. like when they were do their solos, and I'm like some some were you know better than others, and the that's the bass, joke. Yeah, I, that's I, the I, joke. I gets that. The the, the the stranglers are not worse than 311 if you didn't get that from all of my rant but um are they the best band ever robert <laughs> the stranglers are, your... are the best band ever they are better than nachos uh-huh uh, they are better than uh green eggs and ham uh before we found out about dr seuss they are better than uh coffee that uh doesn't have too much uh, sugar in it, and they are better than Craig, the recording bear. So, well, like okay, everything, best band ever. Craig, Craig's a piece of shit. Hey, Craig, well, Craig helps well, me out sometimes. He saves Craig's the show every. A, Craig's now and a then. nice guy, and he's listening. Okay. Well, he doesn't give a shit and talks shit to him all the time. He, Fuck we Craig. do, and he just takes it. He grabs us. <laughs> say, grabs us for coffee. Green green eggs and ham, though. That's just like um, it's just like an overcooked boiled egg, right? Is that what they're talking about? <laughs> I, I think what, it's. I think so. Well, that's what happens. Well, right? when you when do you a boiled get, like, egg, gray, it gets green. green around the edge of the yolk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like a really hard boiled egg, or like a like, really hard, hard boiled egg. Yeah, the this shit's so hard. Like, you, food. you can't crack into it, but if you do, you know it's green inside. It's so hard. It's a thug boiled egg, bro. Dude, what? What? Ha- I like. What happens if you just let a egg boil <laughs> for eternity for until the like, well the water's gonna evaporate eventually. It starts so a you fire because you run out of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta, like, yeah, but then you have to wait right for the water to, the to boil. So you have to keep do as you add water. I got a teapot. <laughs> I'm on this. I'm gonna fucking do it, like, bro. What, like what? What? I, TikTok how have that I not shit, done man. This? TikTok that shit. Get some. I don't get some TikTok. clout. Do I got to... Get some internet don't clout, tell me I gotta son. start, dude. There's no way internet people don't like me. I mean, fucking, are you like? I don't got to do more social media, do I? Please, like, dude. Well, there was a uh, funny ass video where some chick was like, uh, I, "It's only because of Reddit." Like, the 
TikTok videos infiltrated Reddit, but uh, they sure have. They, there was one where some chick was like claiming to save some ducks from being in oil, and it's like, wait, but they're like sitting in an oil pan right now, and she's like grabbing them out of the oil pan and then cleaning them, and then so people called her out. And she was like, well, we live on a farm and we had an open oil pan and they got out of the pen and jumped into the oil pan. So then we got them out as quick as possible and cleaned them up. And everybody's like, uh-huh. wait, so uh-huh. by got them out as quick you as possible, the, you opened up your you the camera, duck, turned up, open TikTok, and then proceeded to take one out put, individually and clean them on TikTok. You put, you put, you you. Yeah. You put your ducks in there. Like two ducks. Uh, fucking two internet ducks club, can man. fit in an oil pan. It's crazy. Everybody knows hillbillies That's just empty their for. fucking dirty oil into a fucking open grate sitting in the road anyway. So. Well, it's just yeah, it's asinine. Dude, do you guys remember when like they were when the, when like when like the future of cars for a minute it was like there's like green diesels, which basically was just like waste oil from like restaurants for a minute. Yeah. Like why do didn't I? we do any why didn't why don't we do anything with that tight shit, dude? That sounds awesome. That's like because the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Like you just put trash in it. You know why? Fucking, the auto industry kills I mean, that I shit, mean, bro. Yeah, I know why. I know, but that was Willie. so dope. Well, I was like, what? Automore. You mean shit that yeah, Willie have so much of a Willie Nelson, sad. man. Willie Nelson had that fucking uh biodiesel. Yeah. Fucking so cool, or, dude biofuel whatever it was. I don't remember what he was. Wasn't making, it like but, the oil industry that like yeah. killed the first electric car back in the day? Yeah, the oil industry's been killing a bunch of things and lying about the damage it's been doing to the world and then blaming oh. us all for it. But, you know, who the fuck cares? Uh, it's our fault but anyways. climate course, change isn't real. The earth is flat. Fucking Trump hey, did won. You boys, <laughs> did, you, did you boys see that uh, Amazon, or Amazon fucking <laughs> anonymous? Uh, oh, yeah, for Elon? Yeah, basically. Yeah, being, yeah, yeah and everybody's like, I don't. But then, like, like, two hours after it dropped, everybody was like, I don't know that that's. Wait, You're, wait. Is anonymous is mad that he made money off of Bitcoin. Who made this video? You know, and I think I I haven't like looked at it because it just fucking happened. But I'm pretty sure anonymous was like, well, "It's not us." Like, wait, what the fuck? And it, like, you think about it. When's the last time you heard from anonymous? It's been a while. Yeah. And they just all of a sudden pop up to complain about Elon Musk. Elon Musk making money off of Bitcoin. Well, it, it wasn't just that. It, it's just it's his whole like thing about being able to influence and, and kind of go that well, route. But well, it it was him being able to buy a company yeah. to hide the fact that most of his money is coming off of Bitcoin, and then trying to pull a bunch of fucking social media bullshit, which was also just like. There. Okay, bye, see, Craig. Craig. It's just see, like Craig, and piece of shit. Out. He's mad. So, well, it's because we're talking about Elon. He hates like, Elon. About Elon Musk. <laughs> fuck Elon Musk. Because fuck Elon Musk. But like, Elon yeah. Musk is just a weirdo, man. He's I just have on no fucking, like it, things against the guy, but I don't. Fuck. Even if he's trying to manipulate the market, I don't give a yeah, fuck. Like, like, don't listen to except, him. Well, people do, but people listen to Kanye I mean, West, so man. They're gonna listen to Elon Musk. You know, they voted for Trump. Yeah. Too, I mean, you know what I, I mean? mean? Like, the, unfortunately, one of the things that I'm not saying like, it's the same people, but 
don't listen to Elon Musk. Like we we can make that option, but many people are going to listen to Elon Musk, and he's going to affect the market. It's like when it's the same. People were making the argument that Donald Trump says things and it doesn't matter, which is an insane argument because it absolutely did. Totally, and absolutely does. And when Elon Musk says something on the internet, it absolutely affects the world. So I mean, you can easily not listen to him, but most people are listening. Bunch of people are, and he knows that. When Elon Musk says. I think Dogecoin is going to the moon. Okay, great. That's a lot different than Donald Trump being like, we're just going to stand back and stand by. And we, got, uh, we got good people. Beautiful people. I mean, it's you know, different in, 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 in output, but Elon Musk did, in fact, affect the market by saying mm-hmm. the things he said. And Elon Musk is also to. a person intelligent well, enough that he knows he's doing that. Like, it, it is a willful decision, sure. and he knows he's doing it. So in that way, like, it's prob- it can be problematic. I can understand why you'd I, be like... I just don't the, see how the, uh, the, like, political group... Anonymous. Decides anonymous decides to put a bunch They're of their board or it's not them into and in, into attacking yeah. him for that for basically because he started what was it cum rockets oh cummies oh you talking about cummies oh my god man yeah, can Elon Musk that. go away can Elon Musk please go the fuck away God like, he's the worst he seriously just is the worst. shoot your fucking rockets into the space and that's it okay I know. it he, makes me so he, sad that Rick and Morty put him on the show dude it's just uh, well like, he hey, was on fucking episode, SNL so I guess that's too. funny he was on SNL uh, yeah. it was just yeah very awkward uh, you're like okay bro like why are you here yeah it was I don't know what do you want I was re-listening to our podcast because I'm a narcissist, and uh, we we have this conversation about rich people a lot. Like, <laughs> I, I, oh, I realized I realized weird. my flaw of my the flaw in my argument about Taylor Swift, and I realized my my flaw in the argument about rich people that I like in general is that like when we talk about these things, the reason these people are incredibly problematic and like is that we have this way of like oh for normal people because some of rich person is having a problem and going through a tough time then we should now start treating normal people the right way like if if a famous uh elon musk comes out as having being on the spectrum for autism then then now we should talk about autism for everyone like this is my problem with rich people is that like all of a sudden it's awareness for poverty people that have been suffering these things for years because a rich person has the problem who can literally fix it with their money they throw at it you know, yep. like that's my my sleaze with these sleazes. Like I, that's why I'm like I don't care if you're philanthropic. I don't care if you give money. <laughs> yep. to shit. I don't care if you have a mental health problem. You are not actually helping the people that need the help because you aren't doing the things that baseline have to happen from you to make it better for people who have problems like you, quote unquote, do. Yep. And that is you what makes fickle, me greedy about shit. Fucks. Oh, hundred percent, dude. Fickle, the whole, greedy shit. You you hide your money and don't pay taxes on it, but you put your name on a library and then you tell everyone you have autism. Wow, courageous. Let's clap for you. Bravo. Let's talk about rubies. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Uh, yeah, anyways, so that's the stranglers are good, and I like my it. whole thing is it just blows my mind. That was because of yeah. everything you said. Yep. It just blows my mind that anybody even gives a fuck to mention the guy. Outside of him shooting rockets in but space, it's, you know? People just do, man. People latch on to shit, dude. It's You're all fucking stupid. Now, there's a whole Reddit thread that's just like, uh, well, uh, 
a fan like they're just like don't be mean to don't be mean to Elon Musk. I'm like, have you heard what he said about people like pedo? Dude called homie a pedo, pedo dude. Guy. Yeah, pedo guy Why? for trying to save children because from a cave his because they sub, didn't want to use his yeah. product as an advertisement. His sub was like, whatever. And he was like whoa, whoa. pedo guy. That shit. Also, someone who calls someone a pedo guy is pretty funny. I mean. Well, I did that's sort of lol, funny. That was the word choice. <laughs> it's really hard to be like pedo guy. At the, uh, I remember when that happened. I was boy. like, part of me was like, well, that's a dick move, but uh, part of it's all like, ah, oh, it's pretty funny because homeboy's treating this like a fucking Reddit thread. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, which is which is also what makes all of this fucking like attempted like crypto market manipulation right. that so, he does just make me laugh at it harder it, there there is that man but yeah i don't know i i just try not to have an opinion on him because i feel don't listen to elon musk I feel if I did, I would not like him but then i would like him don't listen to elon musk <laughs> listen to the stranglers yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. maybe purchase guys, one of their early albums <laughs> have you guys ever listened to grimes yes I did when she first came out because she was like a pitchfork darling, and that was yeah, all absolutely. On that pitchfork. Had that cool like graffiti esque cover with mm-hmm. like the the Obliv- I Oblivion. I, I, I think was on that first album. Oblivion's tight. It's still tight. I, I don't. I don't, know track I don't like. I don't like any of it. <laughs> I didn't like. I I liked this. There's Is it a good? single. There's uh, the first. You I like it? I, Is it okay? I, I mean, there's a couple of tracks here and there that I enjoy, but for the most part, it's not that great. And when when I when I saw her interviewed, when she's like 22 or something, and she gets this interview, and it, it was the most pretentious shit I had ever heard in my life. <laughs> she's being interviewed at like the 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 Barcelona the Sp- the Spanish music festival, I can't Primavera, and it's like the, like she's the kind of person that's like at 21 is like describing music through the musical theory like well you know it's not really sound that moves it's it's more of an it's more of an oral sculpture you might say you know and you're like, like you son like, of a bitch like, like, i just listened she, to the stranglers she, it was the most back. she called her music like post internet or something and then would talk about it and it was just like, like the, the style was like i almost positive it was oh, called post internet and Wonderful. this is her first album, and it was just like her. So you bleep bloop on a computer, like you mean like everybody? It's not very good. There were so many bands at that time that were in. There were so many young dudes and young women and men in their rooms making bedroom pop, quote unquote, with bleep bloops. Um, and there's a bunch of other people that do it better than you. I, I mean, you just happen to be one of the ones that got blogged about. Mm-hmm. I, she, and then she's super pretentious, like. I didn't think her music was that great, but I do. I will hold. I will stand behind Oblivion. I think that track is fire as fuck. The music video is really cool. interesting and goofy. But other than that, like I've tried to put her music on because I feel like I should give it a chance. But every time I put it on, I, it's off after two tracks. So see, I've only heard I've, random I've, whatever, and it was never truly impressed. So I can't even tell you what I heard. Yeah, it was always just like middle of the road, totally middle. I can tell you that I tried listening to that first album with the cool graffiti esque artwork and the. I don't know Asian characters written on the side. I don't know what language that was. Uh, and I just, it was just boring. And I know nothing about Grimes outside of fucking that album. I didn't like and never revisited. And then her being with Musk, say, which is weird. Having a kid weird. and shit. <laughs> yeah. It weird. is weird. She said something recently about, AI being the future oh, yeah, her communism. Fucking, dude, that was just <laughs> something. It is like shut Whatever. up. Oh, what, I think the best quote I heard on uh, some somebody on commented on Reddit on one of the uh, things for that, and the 
best comment was straight and it wasn't even the top comment but it was just straight up man if i was married to a billionaire i'd shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) and on that i'm gonna say that's our episode thanks everybody for listening Uh, oh do we need to drop what's happening next week oh what is happening next week uh, I was gonna, I was gonna real quick say the Stranglers are obviously not not worse than three eleven. Oh no, I, go for I, it. I guess we, we are. I guess we already covered that. I can't remember what. No, I know. I, I said it. So it's it's at this. Unanimous. Oh, oh, I remember. Ooh, look at that. Oh shit. It's <laughs> it's soup soup can Stephens right. Sup can Stephanopoulos, Yeah. Sad Jan Stevens. Sad Jan Sadvins. Oh man, I gotta listen to this. God damn it. I, I hope it's you guys enjoy a whole decade of my parents dead. I'm sad because there's going to be a lot of that for you after 2015. <laughs> oh no. A lot of Batman. It's like <laughs> a lot of It's like I know when he has some eccentric accompaniment, I'm going to be okay. But it's when he's just like check out this song with me picking at this guitar and being sad where I'm going to be like Fucking sing another song about Illinois, buddy. See what fucking happens, okay? You motherfucker. You fucking... Yeah. And yeah. then he gets all... Okay, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Stuff Jen Stevens is next week, and the Stranglers are not worse than 311, so... Fuck you guys. <laughs> Now you know why no one came to see us two years ago.